Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The primary reason why the individual citizens of a country create a political structure is a subconscious wish or desire to perpetuate their own dependency relationship of childhood. Simply put, they want a human God to eliminate all risk from their life, pat them on the head, kiss their bruises, put a chicken on every dinner table, clothe their bodies, tuck them into bed at night, and tell them that everything will be all right when they wake up in the morning. This public demand is incredible, so the human god, the politician, meets incredibility with incredibility by promising the world and delivering nothing. So who is the bigger liar, the public or the godfather? All revolutions have been led by young people. If you just think of the TV images of whether it's Tiananmen Square or whether it's the uh, revolts in Central America or Europe, it's the young people, it's the college people who are more principled and not locked in and they're not embedded with the government. They are the ones who are concerned about the future because the future is theirs. My research has shown at this point that the future laid out for us may be just about impossible to change. I do not agree with the means by which the powerful few have chosen for us to reach the end. I do not agree that the end is where we should end at all. But unless we can wake the people from their sleep, nothing short of civil war will stop the planned outcome. It's the National Collective Consciousness Show with Dee Dee Farrell in Portland, Oregon, Jim Condon Jr. in Cincinnati, Ohio, Steve Harris in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, live from Evanston, Illinois, your host, Fred Smart. Sorry, I coughed into the, into the intro, guys. Welcome back. It's extremely cold here in Chicago. We got uh, another blitzkrieg of snow this week, about 10 plus 12 inches uh, on, on two, two days early this week, digging ourselves out. Uh, and uh, just a lot of snow and ice to follow. It's going to really drop uh, below zero uh, in the next couple of days. Uh, so we're hunkering down up here. Patricia Mickelson was last with us last July, July 22nd. A really nice update was given by her about her, her her experiences in developing sustainable spiritual communities, uh, a vision that she has had for many, many years uh, throughout of her, her whole life. And I just happened to look over on Facebook Messenger, and she had sent me a, a bunch of material uh, like a week or so ago, and I don't normally get on Facebook Messenger, and I just kind of reached out to her saying, Patricia, I'm sorry I didn't get, get back to you. 
but you're always welcome to come on our show. And that's kind of what the nature of this show is. It's a forum. It's an opportunity, not just for us, but for those we interview and interact with over many, many years to touch, to touch back in, into connection with us. Cause this is a community that we're all part of on this call, Steve and his son and Betty and Dee and all of us, uh, we don't make any money at this, but we do try to get the spiritual connections of truth and liberty and freedom uh, going all the way back to our days with Bob Schultz and Aaron Russo, uh, inspiring us every day of the week. So, Patricia, thank you for coming on. Uh, and, and I know I kind of nudged you a little. I, I hope it's a, it's, a, it's a supportive nudge. We all need these little nudges sometimes to encourage each one of us to keep keep uh, you know, keep going, keep going forward, keep going higher and keep that smile, keep your chin up and keep that smile on your face. Uh, little things like that. It's really important to all of us to, to have a community. And I think that's what's been inspiring you for many years to, to keep the faith over time. But we do need to be encouraged from time to time because we do kind of lose our spirit. Sometimes we think we're all alone and we really aren't. We've got a divine power guiding us and, uh, um, many miracles uh, are, are in store for us every day if we just open our eyes and our minds to see them and, and appreciate them. So, Patricia, thanks for coming back on and providing us an update on what you, what you got going down there in Arkansas. Oh, Fred, you didn't pressure me at all. You encouraged, I mean, I was overjoyed that you wanted me to be on the show after I just kind of, you were the first person after I, I'm going to share a little bit about, about this, just a little bit about this dark place I was in. And, sure. And, but then when I came out of it, it was like you showed up on my Facebook page and you were saying something like, oh, I'm glad your grandson is better. And I thought, Fred, I forgot about Fred. He's such an encourager. <laughs> He's going to be the first person I tell about my dark place, as well as how I've emerged from it. And so I just like, I don't know how, I just poured it out. And I go, I thought, I wonder if Fred's going to think I'm crazy. And I thought, no, Fred is very accepting. So I appreciate And then your response wasn't like, oh, my gosh. It was like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? I go, wow. Now that's encouraging. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, so I do feel honored that you asked me, and I was so excited the last time I was on the show about six months ago. I was full of hopes and dreams, and then the very next day after we talked, many things crashed around me. I won't uh, tell all the stories, but okay. uh, it was it was just like. Um, the beginning of, of a kind of a dark period. But, you know, I'm just glad you guys have kept this podcast going because I was there in that Aaron Russo uh, days when you guys had those day podcast, I mean, day conference calls. And this is just yeah. amazing. Back in 2007, I believe it was. 2006, and, seven, yeah. And I just, that is one thing. I, the one thing I'm consistent is is I have my kids. I and you know I'm consistent in that. But starting organizations, keeping things going, 
have not been my strength. And, and, and so I, I admire you guys, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. We, we admire people like you. Oh, and, thank uh, you. So whatever you do, whatever little things we can all do. Yeah, I realize I'm more... Yeah, I, I realize... I'm going to talk a little bit later about my talent for just lighting a fire under people when they just need some encouragement and they don't know what to do. So I'll talk a little bit about that. So in order... I just want you to know that I'm going to be making a blog post I'm going to be mentioning a bunch of organizations and some people, and I'm going to have it all on a blog post on my Wellspring community blog, .wordpress.com, and I think that's in the, um, the description of who I am, and I'll be sending it to you if you want to put in the newsletter a link, because I know it's helpful when when you can have, if anybody's interested in any of these things, then you can come and follow up and get involved. So, um, yeah, and I'm going to be talking about the Arkansas Medical Freedom Amendment, petition drive, the importance of getting constitutional sheriffs elected, updates on Madison County school board issues and the sexual, um, uh, sexual assault that happened in the school, uh, how Northwest Arkansas is becoming a great place for conservatives to be active, Planned Parenthood moves into Rogers quietly, and welcoming people to investigate buying land here at this neighborhood where even though I've had terrible experiences, it's the best place I've ever lived. So um, also engaged ministries, the importance of homeschooling, my vision for a vegan, conservative, Christian, universalist community, my pet values, but I, I want to encourage people to start communities, whatever values, you know, good, wholesome values they have. So um, if you want to interrupt me at any time or ask questions, feel free, because i got a lot to say. Okay. Go right ahead, Patricia. Okay. Well, six months, I'm first going to share a little testimony. Six months ago, August 18th, I was bit by a copperhead snake when I was simply walking in, uh, in the grass, short grass, at dusk, just outside of my garden, a very unusual place for a snake to be. I went, went to the, I was bit on my heel, my Achilles heel, went to the emergency room where they did nothing except charge me $2,800 and told me to keep my foot elevated above my heart. Uh, so, uh, and I put a clay poultice on and did natural healing. And um, I saw that incident as a kind of a reset because I had poured my energy into things, uh, local things that ended up being having some challenging outcomes of people turning against me for various reasons. Um, and some I had, I had responsibility and some of that, but a lot of it was, you know, people's inability to resolve conflicts. So when I was in bed for 10 days, not being able to walk, I gave me a lot of time to read Christian romance novels, of all things, and just try to escape reality for a while. I was pretty out of it. I I just I happened to pick up these romance novels at a thrift store for free just a few days previously, and I found them actually to be 
quite inspiring because they they all had hopeful endings, and I was I was getting discouraged. You know, the past year has been traumatic, and really the past four years, uh, I almost dove into it because I've been had a series of rejections, of diving into things, and then being rejected, and um, so. And then a COVID hitting didn't help, and I have been very blessed living out in the country. But I was banned from setting foot in the community building in our neighborhood, as well as going to church. And this land, what a community building is, is where my late grandson Gideon, who died about three years ago, is honored in a memorial garden. And a community building is where we have community activities like Christmas, Christmas. Uh, Day celebrations and Thanksgiving and and church and all kinds of things. Well, there was never any really clear reason, although I can guess what they are. But this final rejection of really over the past 22 years of having unresolved conflict, it really sent me into a pretty depressed place. I was often feeling anxious and depressed, unmotivated and discouraged. And I will tell you, the power of negative thinking is very powerful. <laughs> and I convinced myself that I've never done anything useful and I never would. But fortunately, I have friends, I have family and a few, and a few friends who stood by my side, especially Robert, my former husband, encouraged me, above all, to seek Jesus during this trying time. And, you know, I think that's what I really needed. I needed Jesus and not so much people because I needed to reestablish, I had to establish such a deep connection with him during that, that it would really stick with me um, through the trying times. And also, when I get involved in these activities, I can, I'm tempted to please people, to let the let attention go to my head, to um, not do my spiritual practices because I'm so busy trying to organize people and I and, and do a million things. And so I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to do that. I feel like I needed that reset of no matter what I get involved in, I got to keep my spiritual practices going. I'll talk about a little bit about what I do later. Well, I really thought I'd never again feel the joy of connecting with people in meaningful ways, serving, organizing, telling people about wild edibles at the farmer's market, selling useful plants telling people about my organizing business. I love organizing. I mean, and I wasn't getting any jobs during that time, so that also contributed to my discouragement. But, you know, every it started to get, so that every morning was a challenge to get out of bed. All I could do was pray, meditate, listen to Give Him 15 by Dutch Sheep, do my Wim Hof breathing, Nothing while listening to that and through healing sessions with Jesus, where I sensed his loving presence and encouragement as I healed my past. I love doing, I, and um, I also get up to do my hot showers and ending with cold showers. They really help me to stay healthy. 
can relieve depression. But, and Robert, my former husband, would every day invite me to the house above the apartment I live in, out in the country, and listen to my, he listened to my experiences with Jesus. And we talk about politics and resolve conflict. And I would also chant the Jesus prayer that, uh, almost constantly, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, in order to keep myself from caving into negative thoughts. I mean, I would get at, the neat thing about staying in bed so long for three or four hours is, I was just, um, I really, I was, all I could do was spiritual practices. It's like, I, I didn't just lay there and, and get depressed. I said, okay, I got to do study scripture. I got to meditate on scripture. I've got to journal. I've got to talk to Jesus. I just, it's almost like I was forced. It wasn't, it was like, you're not getting out of bed until you really connect with me. But now, you know, when I say force, sometimes I think God does. Since I surrender to Jesus, I surrender. I surrendered. And if, he, that, if that's what he needed to do with me, that's fine. So uh, without my connection to Jesus and Robert, I really don't know where I would be. I, would not have, I, I wouldn't have committed suicide because I'm incapable of that. Uh, and, and I know it would hurt my family and people who depend on me. But I really was in such a dark space. I just wish Jesus would just take me home. I wondered why I had to be so physically healthy. You know, and, uh, I did continue to do all the things that keep me healthy at age 67, including working in the garden, eating whole healthy vegan food, intermittent fasting, taking walks and stretching. But I couldn't get motivated to dance or do laughter yoga. But on January 18th, something happened. I sensed that Jesus told me that my heart was healthy now. And I could feel joy again. And I did. It was almost like a critical mass of connections with Jesus. Restored, got me to a place where I felt stronger than ever and more hopeful. Well, out of the blue, after my this shift happened, old friends showed up. People had been really blessed by my presence in the past. And one person, Tina, who wants to work with me on creating a podcast in order to share our unique, uh, in our unique way the values that we hold dear, including fighting for medical freedom, encouraging conservative values, veganism, and Christian universalism, which is the biblical teaching that says all will be saved through Jesus Christ. And and uh, I love the scripture. That is why we labor and strive. Because we have put our hope in the living God who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. And that's Timothy 4.10. And as I said, Fred, you were the first person I poured my heart out of, uh, out to, I mean, and... Uh, and, you know, even though you didn't answer me for a long time, I just knew that you weren't rejecting me. And, I, and that, that really is a testimony to our relationship. And, you know, I share this testimony to encourage everyone who follows Jesus to stay close to him and prioritize your relationship with him even more than ever. And if you are on a spiritual path, and you're an activist to encourage you, do your spiritual practices and keep your connection with a higher power, whatever you conceive 
that higher power to be because more than ever, we've just got to stay grounded and be and guided by by God, by Jesus, by angels, because th- this is a very serious time. You know, when I was pouring my heart and soul into trying to get Ron Paul elected back in 2008 as a meetup coordinator, I really thought if we don't get this done, if Ron Paul's not elected, we're just going to go down, and my kids are going to, this world is not going to be a place where my kids can live, and uh, I, so, but I didn't keep my spiritual practices going, and I didn't really have a strong spiritual practice, and I got super depressed after that, he didn't, you know, get into the, he didn't, wasn't able to even run, but, but I learned. So a year ago on January, now for the good news. A year ago in January 6th, and that is the good news. The good news is that Jesus, no matter how far down we go, he is there. We can look up and see him. So a year ago on January 6th, I hosted a Scott the Steel rally in Fayetteville. And six people attended on that freezing, cold, rainy day. We tried to get conservatives together to talk about how we can unite our efforts in Northwest Arkansas. I tried to use something called Base Camp, uh, which is a project management system that can really help people get organized. But the efforts fizzled out. I was discouraged by that. But now we have at least five groups in Northwest Arkansas, an increasing number of individuals we're conservative and caring about what's happening. It's in a dynamic church called Engage Ministry. And um, so within just a year, I have seen so much, uh, many people organize and get involved. So I attended Engage Ministries in rural Arkansas twice, and they're 90 minutes away. It's too far for me to attend regularly, but I was there twice, and they had speakers like Jan Morgan and Jerry Cox at Family Council, and the pastor opened Carrie's uh, pistol, and so did the, the many other people there, so I thought that was kind of impressive, and uh, they also encouraged me to go to an uh, anti-vaccine mandate that they were, that was a, almost, a, I don't know, eight months ago? where our local hospital was going to mandate vaccines for the workers. So that, there were hundreds of people there, and I felt so encouraged. And the Engaged Ministries was very, it was promoting that. And, um, and then the church I attended in, in Living Springs, the neighborhood where I live, they've always been political, and that was very encouraging up until... I got banned, and then they, they actually helped me a lot in the, uh, they encouraged me in my whole um, uh, resistance to the uh, Madison County School Board. So I want to say that that church is, has been a great place overall the last 22 years. And uh, when I learned about the school board in Huntsville, Arkansas, the county seat of the county where I live in uh, Madison County, it's, they were downplaying the sexual assault that was horrendous in the junior high basketball team locker room. 
And I reluctantly organized a group of people to get a petition drive asking the school board to resign. I was reluctant because people told me that this is a dangerous place that I could, uh, I might uh, be, have something bad happen to me and I didn't want to get involved, but no one else was stepping up. So I took the risk and I'm still here. So uh, I'm glad of that. I never got any threats. So that was good. And so um, I shared in my last uh, time how I, uh, how we peacefully disrupted the meeting and got the school board to listen to parents, including one parent who actually had a, a son who was sexually assaulted. And the result of that is, uh, the bad news is, the perpetrators of these crimes, young, young men are still on the basketball team. And uh, the Title IX investigation said it's okay that they're back in school and with very little uh, repercussions for them. But the good news is that a lawyer got involved, joined McCutcheon, as I mentioned, and he has filed a lawsuit uh, against the school board because of the violations of the Freedom of Information Act. And finally, a parent of one of the students who were sexually assaulted came forward and uh, filed a lawsuit with Joey's help. And see, the parents were always scared because the kids were scared because they were getting threats. And so I think that the work we did, small group of us, wonderful people, um, including people from the my neighborhood, uh, we, I, I'm hopeful that our efforts really made it possible that there's going to be a jury trial that is going to be all the way in February 2023, but that'll give Joey a lot of time to dig up all the stuff that's happening, the corruption happening in this county that needs to be exposed. And he is a bulldog when it comes to exposing government corruption. Well, I used to think until I got my community going, which I call Wellspring Village, I would never have time to get involved in these things. But I'm I'm finding that because I, you know, with being online and more and more people wanting to help, then I can network and I can just be at home on my computer and uh, just support people. For example, I have. I'm helping Tanya. I'm going to talk to her in a minute, about her in a minute. But uh, I, I really love going to the farmers market and the first Friday community gatherings in Huntsville, where I can talk to people in person and share my knowledge of wild edibles and plants and organizing. And um, I love. I just love that. And I did miss that. Winter is hard. Because I, I was missing those um, connections. Well, my vision for community, which I have dreamed of for, since I was 21 and I'm 67, I first heard the word intentional community. And I've been studying that concept and living in communities at times and researching and visiting communities. So um, finally having land here in Living Spring, which is a wonderful thing, owner financed by Bob Rudd and his wife, who started this neighborhood uh, in 
1998 when Y2K was, uh, or 1999, Y2K was uh, about to happen, maybe. And uh, so I really appreciate how they made it possible for us to finally have land and I can, and I had a wealthy friend who was willing to fund a common house, so, which is, going to be funded and completed this year, hopefully, if all goes well. And so I, I really want to have a village of people who share the values I mentioned before, veganism, Christian universalism, constitutional conservatism. And these are very specific, and I know there will not be tons of people knocking down my door. Well, maybe, maybe not. However, uh, there's lots of land around in this neighborhood and adjacent to it that in and in Madison County, very cheap, very no, it's actually getting more expensive. Sorry, oh my gosh, land prices it's getting very desirable to live here. But it is a safe neighborhood and uh, Madison County has almost zero zoning requirements, which is a huge thing. So I'm hoping that more people will move to the neighborhood and into and who people who want to join a, a, a smaller, it's kind of like a smaller community where we're, I plan on one of the first projects is having a school because homeschooling is really important. And I homeschooled my two children and this neighborhood, everybody homeschooled and my children were raised here. Uh, they were five and 13 when they moved here. They met their spouses here. And uh, they, most of the young people moved on because of all the drama that the adults were having. But the young people, they seem to be doing very well. <laughs> and, uh, and a few have stayed. So uh, I just want to acknowledge that I, I, I just love, I, I just would love to people to connect with me about possibilities. Okay, let's see. One of the things I want to encourage people to do is to homeschool. Um, I hear that Tanya Charlton, who I'm going to talk about, who's promoting the, um, the medical freedom um, amendment to the Constitution. She has five or six kids. She's homeschooling. I don't know how she has time, but I'm going to be consulting with her to find out the the best curriculum, and um, and uh, Ron, I, she says Ron Paul's curriculum is fantastic, as well as others. So uh, I'm glad I homeschool my kids. My son got a master's at in the uh, University of Arkansas. And my daughter's now working on getting a degree in uh, counseling online. So the homeschooling laws here in Arkansas are are not very restrictive, and as you can see, I want to really encourage people to think about Northwest Arkansas to move here because we need more we need more people supporting all this stuff. It started after um, we did we we did our pack the school board event where we actually did pack the school board meeting which is a very small room. So it's easy to pack it but I think about fifty things. Um, and a few follow up events after that I started an organization called Madison County Residents Connect Coalition. I know that's a mouthful, but that's what happens when you have just a few days to create an organization. And um, 
And so you can find that information at peoplehelpingpeople.wordpress.com. And the Coalition came to a standstill when I was bit by that silly copperhead snake. But really, it was time to slow down anyway and focus on my spiritual life and my family. So I thank you, Copperhead, and I thank you, Jesus, because you make something good out of everything. And um, but I do hope to have weekly events called Community Connect, which is a gathering where people can network, converse, break into small groups to discuss projects, where children can play and homeschooling can happen. I've done these events about 100 times and consistently find these people are enriched. And they find friends and support for projects. You know, nowadays, what I hear over and over again is we need to do connect with our communities, with our neighborhoods, with our local, with our counties. And I feel like I've been doing that all my life. And so, it's I'm, I'm just excited because I can use these things that I this knowledge and and structures that I've developed um, to really and I. I to, to really help people connect in ways that are more, um, let's see, how can I say it there? It's, it's more uh, not top-down, but it's people self-organizing, which we're seeing in that truckers, you know, like the truck convoy and a lot of things. It's like people are just self-organizing, and there's not a lot of structure. And although we need some structure, there's a lot of people being empowered to work together, and I, I know structures that help people to do this kind of thing. Um, I, I, I've heard that an organization called Omni Center for Peace, Justice, and Ecology, located in Fayetteville, and I didn't, I was, when I was more into a leftist in, uh, mentality, I was one of the first donors to that organization back in 2000, and, um, there, and I, Although I disagree with a lot of the things I uh, think they're doing, I still have many friends who, um, and I there, and I also used to go to the vegan potluck regularly, or vegetarian potluck. And um, I'm just happy to see that they're starting a time bank, and that is a way for people to get to to trade time, and we can get out of the money system and. I've been familiar with the time banking movement which uh, for about 15 years, and I'm very supportive. So one of the things I, I feel like I do is I build bridges between more left, people with more of leftist mentality and conservative mentality, and, um, and so I hope to keep doing that. There is an organization called Braver Angels, and I hope to get more involved with them. Boy, there's a lot to do, but they deal bridges between people who who have opposite views politically, and um, and so that is important to me. Well, I don't know, during that six months when I was struggling to be motivated and be active, I forced myself to do things like watch the Higher Wire show with Del Bigtree, and he's been the, the best source of news about COVID and vaccines and the conspiracy facts that I have found. He's so inspiring, and uh, I hope he can come to Arkansas sometime. I also forced myself to post, the, and I would post 
there were very, I wasn't posting on Facebook very much, but I would post his, his shows, and I'd get inspiration and hope from that. I also um, forced myself. It felt like forcing, but it felt like I needed to do something. So I would post things on the conservative sites that I'm going to mention, and I'd try to get people involved in getting a constitutional sheriff. I'm really passionate about constitutional sheriffs uh, and peace officers' association with Sheriff Mack. And so um, I'm going to post more on that, my blog. And I found a handful of people who are interested in trying to encourage sheriffs to learn from the, the CSPOA. And I don't want to spearhead the project, but if there's anyone out there who wants to start a CSPOA chapter in Northwest Arkansas, I'd love to hear from you. We have a sheriff's election this year in Madison County, and I'm going to really promote the constitutional sheriff. So the groups that are are Facebook groups that I belong to and then which by is the Benton County Conservative Grassroots. And whenever I see someone posting in this group, I go there, and I am very inspired and motivated. They organize a monthly networking meeting, which I hope to attend in the near future, and they are really serving all of Northwest Arkansas. Benton County is where Walmart is located. Can you believe that? We have some Waltons on a huge piece of property just down the road from where I live. Hope to meet them someday because I hear that maybe the owners are somewhat conservative. There's so much to do but so little time. The Madison County News and Political Views is a great group where we can find out what's going on. And Robert Waters has been in Madison County for 30 years. He started this group. And the Huntsville Neighbors Helping Neighbors, uh, started by my good friend Shelly, has been one of my main ways of finding out about important things like First Fridays and Farmers Market. And just having a good local Facebook page where people don't get into fights is really useful. She does a good job of keeping the the group focused on neighbors helping neighbors. On Parents of Northwest Arkansas is another Facebook group with 1.1 thousand members, and people are really supporting each other as they face the challenges that most parents face. I'm encouraged to see that even though it's sad that children are suffering so much from things that probably most of you know about, this gives mama bears and papa bears incentive to wake up and be active, and I sure am glad my children were homeschooled and they're going to homeschool theirs their children. In 2008, 40 Days for Life started protesting the only surgical abortion clinic in Northwest Arkansas. And uh, 40 Days for Life is a pro-life group that has been very effective in using prayer and fasting vigils to shut down abortion clinics. And they're still going strong. Well, my kids got involved leading uh, the young people and our church in doing hosting vigils. And they were instrumental in helping the Planned Parenthood shut down in Fayetteville. And we had another abortion shut down before that by 40 Days for Life. And so we were hopeful that there would be only one abortion clinic in Arkansas, which is a little off, and we hope that that one would go away. But recently, there's one that just started in Rogers, and they're promising to start doing surgical abortions in the spring. So that's another project I will get involved in and promote is uh, 40 Days for Life and to discourage people from, and to get that one shut down, D- discourage people from having abortions and, and uh, so forth. 
I'm excited about uh, having Tyna being, she is a young woman, around 33 years old. She, she is, we reconnected after 15 years. We've had a major reconciliation because we have both had challenges and conflicts that we couldn't resolve. But we have talked a lot about how we're different, how, why we blew up at each other, why we could not, no matter how much we loved each other, make things work. And I am so excited. We're going to work on a podcast, and she's going to get involved with the medical freedom amendment that's going on in Florida. And, and she wants to start a community in Florida. And we, I, I hope to support her in that and go visit her. So that's very exciting. And then Tanya. Tanya Charlton is spearheading the Medical Freedom Constitutional Amendment in Arkansas. Even though she says she doesn't really know what she's doing, having never done something like this in her life, I recently told her that she's doing an amazing job. And it's okay to learn as she goes. She's taking advice from lawyers. She's doing her research and getting a lot of input from other mentors. I like to step out and face myself I'm some, doing something I've never done before because as long as I have wise mentors who I can listen to, like in the Ron Paul movement, uh, Ron Paul meetups, I can usually organize events like pack the school board meeting or, um, or organize a civil disobedience and get a tree fit going. I usually, um, I usually do short-term blitzes. Like when there's no time to do anything, like it seems like there's, there's no time to do anything and it seems impossible and the issue is really firing up people who, they, who don't really know how to get organized. So I feel like I'm good at getting people together during these emergencies where people want to rally together and miracles can happen. It's like I just have to put up the sail and the and the beautiful energy of passionate people are the wind within the sailboat racing across the waters. I usually get involved when I see there's an issue that people are, are passionate about, but they're still helpless. And that's the, the feeling I get when I can offer some way for people to feel useful to make a difference is incredibly satisfying. And that's why I'm excited about the um, this amendment that Tanya is uh, promoting because uh, and getting this petition a petition guide going because anybody can collect signatures and have conversations with people about this very important topic of like uh, vaccine mandates and um, and and mask mandates and all this stuff. Okay, so I'm almost done. Wow, I, I want to make sure I didn't miss anything important. Um, I want to conclude that, um, yeah, I've connected Tanya with a handful of people who are excited to help uh, spread the petitions, and I and I'm and I don't know how she does it. A homeschooling mom with five or six kids. You guys need to interview her, and other people will give you all suggest. So, um, 
Yeah, so thanks for listening to all that, and thank you for encouraging me to give updates. I had no idea I had so many until I started typing at about 4 o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> what? You know, uh, Patricia, there's so many things that rattle around in each one of our heads. Sometimes uh, just talking about it is very cathartic and helpful for each for each of us because we we don't realize how how big of an influence that we have in the smallest of ways. Just little things that really make a big difference in people's lives. I have a question. What is the PSCOA group? That's the Constitutional Sheriff and Peace Officers uh, Association. And have you not heard of Sheriff Matt? Oh yeah, I know Sheriff Mack, but I just I've never heard of the P S. Did I get that right? Capital P S C O A. Oh, it's C. C is in Charles. Okay, got it. Okay, that I okay I had it wrong. Okay, C S T O A. Got it. Okay, yeah. constitutional sheriffs. Yeah, they've been involved in a, a tour all over the country with Sheriff Mack and. Uh, Okay. Well, other leaders led some. It had quite a presence and picked up. I don't know how many, Patricia. Do you know how many sheriffs now in their counties? There's quite a few that have turned into that part of that group. I don't know the exact numbers, but I listen to their webinars since I'm a member of the posse, and I also try to listen to every single interview he does and weekly shows he has. I highly recommend getting on his mailing list and joining the posse, which is. You, you, if you don't have money, he'll give it. You can be on there for free. But anyway, I don't know the exact numbers. I just know that the interest is growing by leaps and bounds. They're so excited and to see that um, so many people are getting on board. Yeah, that's great. You're part of that group because it's an important one. I did it through my Patriots Network, and they're. They're real supportive. They keep the updates going on that. I was so happy to hear that happening. Yeah, I I felt like I was getting so discouraged about so many things, like the election fraud being covered up, and you know the Jan the January six people being still being imprisoned, and yeah. And, and even people that I knew, I mean, people that I, I didn't know directly, but people, I know a person sent out a prayer request for someone whose husband was in the hospital. They put him, he's, he's in his 30s. They put him on a ventilator. He almost died because they wouldn't let, him, let anybody give him ivermectin. And those kind of things, you know, they were crushing my spirit, and I was feeling discouraged. So anyway, yeah. um, my point. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Sheriff Mack really gave me a lot of hope. So that that was one of the reasons I really want to support him. Very inspiring, Patricia. All of all of your activities and uh, uh, are, are salutary and and and, and inspirational and helpful just just to hear uh, you, you go through each one of them um, uh, each each one of us has a different way of, of connecting of reaching out and, and, and helping 
in our own ways. Uh, and uh, I, I'd like to, you know, you mentioned prayer, Patricia. Uh, just the power of prayer. Uh, if you could ask us as a community, what could we pray for right now? If you wanted us to attend and concentrate and pray for something, what would it be? Because you know, we could we could do this right now, just in silence yeah. or just or whenever. But just just give us give us a name or a cause, and and, and we'll put it in our file. Okay, and, and for the upstairs man. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, thank you so much. And I, one of the reasons I was late, I, I, uh, well, I was, you said we're starting, and and I prayed with my friend Tina just before we got on. That's why I was late, but okay. uh, I was late, and I, I need to be more organized. But anyway, yeah, you know, the most important thing right now for me is that the people in this neighborhood who have banned me from the church and the community building and the land. And it's a handful because there's so many good people here, and even those people are really good. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm asking them for mediation. I'm asking them to just sit down with me with a professional mediator and that we can reconcile because I love these people and what they're doing. I don't know where it's coming from. Not, they can't even tell me the reason. Mm-hmm. And that's, I just yearn for reconciliation. And so that is because I, I and, and, and then I would pray also that at least one person would come join me in building this community so I can just have that I mean Robert is wonderful my former husband but he doesn't want to be part of the community and um, we're going to always be friends but mm-hmm. I, I need somebody passionate about what I'm doing here right here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to help me from a distance but I want somebody right here okay all right well, try to visualize that uh and, and, and pray for Patricia to be surrounded with reconciliation, mediation, and a, a way to see through this blockage uh, that, that none of us, are, including her, really have a, a clear uh, understanding as to what's causing it. But be that as it may, uh, if, if we could all pray for Patricia to be relieved of this blockage and for uh, uh, some form of mediation to open up for her to reconnect and uh, with, with these members of the community that uh, maybe they're scared, Patricia. Maybe they're, uh, maybe deep down they, they have a sense that you're onto something. And, um, and they really, you know, things like that, that, that can really revolutionize something. Uh, all it takes is a small little domino effect to start it uh, underway. As, as you can probably, I, I think that's what kind of you get so thrilled about is probably the domino effect feeling of, of how quickly this can spread. Uh, and um, I mean, I, I, I have, <laughs> I think we all are kind of naive in that sense, but it's good to be naive sometimes at the end of it. Yeah, you know, I keep telling myself I'm not going to 
I'm not going to trust I trust myself again. I mean, trust people. I'm not going to trust people again. I've been yeah. hurt. But, yeah. you know, I always come back. And I, I am more cautious. Like, now, if a friend comes back, like, in China, came back in, into my life, at first she says, hey, I, what, what are you doing? How are you doing? I didn't even want to answer her because I just felt like first apologize or say we had a blow up yeah. and, you know, but she was persistent. And then I said, okay, and China wouldn't mind me sharing this. And she's going to be, I, uh, you know, she's very upfront. And we're proud that I said, okay, China, if we're going to connect, we got to talk about the past, and she was so willing, and we both took responsibility. Yeah, and a lot of people will say, "Oh, we don't need to go over the past. You know, it's over." But it is it is important. It's important to go back to make to establish our responsibility Mm -hmm. to ask for forgiveness, and if necessary, make amends. And um, after that happened with Tina and I, I realized my co-mother-in-law. Uh, I had done something very rude to her, and I had hurt her very much. Her mother-in-law is like the mother-in-law of my son-in-law. She's the mother of my Mm -hmm. son-in-law. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what? I've already asked her for forgiveness. She's forgiven me. But I need to make amends. So we're going to get together and have lunch. I'm making her a nice lunch. And you know, amends and reparations, they... That's how that's how you reconnect and have reconciliation. So I forgive yeah. these people. I forgive these people. I pray for them. I I I um I know they're good people, but I also know that forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. Reconciliation means that you really can trust again. You know, you build trust. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, each one of us have our own stories about that issue. Uh, I, I, my family has gone through a really rough road. Uh, my siblings and my mom and I, uh, I don't want to go into the details on this call, but uh, I could ask for some prayers and help in that area too, uh, for oh, reconciliation and, and forgiveness. My, my sisters and my brother and I, uh, my brother and I talk and we're fine. It's just that my two sisters uh, are are estranged from uh, my. It's hard to describe, but uh, I could ask for prayers in that in that regard. So, uh, and I think uh, if anybody else is on the call, would like to just share um, a comment or a question with Patricia. Uh, Thank you, for Patricia, for coming on. It, it, it really helps us to encourage us to walk in our own neighbor, neighborhoods and our own communities uh, in selfless ways that, to help, that can help connect people, one another. Uh, or as a family, Patricia, we're, we're expecting our, our son's wife, our oldest son's wife is going to be expecting a baby. <laughs> in three to four Aww. weeks, so that's going to be, my wife and I will be grandparents for the first time, so. Oh, for the first time, how old are first you? First time, so, I'm 60, uh, I'll be 64. Okay, uh, this weekend. Oh, by the way, Patricia, yeah. 
and myself celebrate birthdays this week. So a big shout out to Steve, who celebrated his birthday this uh, February 1st. Dee's coming up on the 7th, and I'm on the 5th. That's right. We get a bunch of aquariums. <laughs> yeah. I, forgot to, I forgot to say happy birthday to you, Steve, earlier this week. <laughs> yeah, your birthday's tomorrow, Fred. That's great. Uh, my, my, no, my birthday oh, is no, Saturday. 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 Oh, that's yes. what it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Yes. Okay. Monday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm on Monday. Yeah. That was my niece's birthday is today. Birthday today, oh. and my cousin's daughter is today, and, and a lot of Aquarians in my family, too. Okay. Wonderful. Happy birthday, everybody, and I'm glad I brought up Fred's age, because I wanted to see if, you know, I was a grandmother when I was young, and my late grandchild, my, my grandchild who died when he was nine months old, um, oh, I guess I became a grandmother when I was about 64 also, Fred, so we have that in common. Okay. All right. I so I'm not that old. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, I have volunteered to watch the, and we don't know if it's a boy or girl, so I don't know. So, but I volunteered to, to help out one day a week. <laughs> oh. behind, behind the scenes, they think it's two or three days. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Anyway. Yeah, I- Remember my granddaughter, Fred, when she was little, and I'd talk on the phone with you, and she'd be there. And uh, oh, yeah. she's, she's 26 now, and uh, <laughs> my, daughter's birthday, <laughs> my daughter's birthday is the same Steve, and, uh, and so her birthday was the uh, uh, Steve, and she turned 51, and I can hardly believe that that's my reality. <laughs> It's like, I told someone, one of the neighbors, well, how old are you? I said, well, I'll be 74. My daughter's 51. And they just went quiet. And they looked at me and said, no, you're, you're joking, right? <laughs> oh, that's, that's wonderful. Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. I feel, I'm really grateful because I, I do have two grandchildren. And one is uh, uh, almost two, and the other is about six months almost, and my kids, they're, they're raising, I mean, both my kids, the daughter and son, are, uh, they participated in the Ron Paul movement, and um, mm-hmm. and my son, he was in, we did a concert, the Ron Paul Revolution uh, Festival, and we made, oh, made great. yeah, at San Diego, it was really great, and he, we put together a band for that occasion, so yeah, they're, it, you know, I know during this time it's really hard on parents when their kids are mm-hmm. either way, they're oh, families. I see families divided because of abuse on the vaccines especially, and but also political. But my kids are both conservative and uh, Christian and share most of my values, and so I'm very grateful. Oh, well, that's blessing. That's blessing. And one other person I forgot to mention, Tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of the passing of a dear friend of this show, uh, oh. Gary Nobles. Gary Nobles from St. Louis, Missouri, he right. passed away uh, a year ago on, on February 4th. That'll be tomorrow. Will be the one-year anniversary. Yep. I, I, just a, 
a great, great Christian patriot, black gentleman from St. Louis. And Patricia, I did not hear about this until I, until two and a half, three months later, I stumbled upon his passing on Facebook. So there you go, uh, one of my closest friends. Uh, and I had just talked to him a phone call away the previous week. And uh, somebody who I, I just think of a lot, uh, dear, dear Gary Nobles. He's up there in heaven doing some good work, I'm sure. And, <laughs> and we've lost so many great people over the years since we've had this show, Patricia. We can think of people either they've been incarcerated or they passed away or they've gone through terrible hardships. So that's the other reason why I encourage you to come on the show. Uh, we need each other, basically, to help one another, to encourage one another uh, spiritually. And and, it, uh, and and we have another member. Uh, Betty, if you're on the show right now, we want to pray for you. <laughs> Betty Smith, the co-founder of this show. I, is I, I need it, Betty. I need it. I know. <laughs> I know. We need to pray for Betty Smith. <laughs> you know, she's 80, 80, 86 now, Betty. Right? What was that? Are you 86, Betty? 88. Oh, that's right. I always get that wrong. So, yeah, 88. Pray hard, people, for her. <laughs> my, grand, my grandmother my grandmother was born in the uh, Civil War. Wow. Wow, isn't that wild? <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, Fred, I was going to tell you, we got a, another number on tonight that we hadn't seen in a long time. I sent you a text, but you and I got it, but uh, Hal's on with us right now, too. Hal, Hal, buddy, how you doing? From Iowa. How you doing, Hal? Thanks for connecting. Well, you're Here. welcome. Yeah, been a while. Yeah, been a while. Yeah. Congratulations. It's nothing like having a grandchild. Okay, well, thank you, Cal. See what yep. happens. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a boy, but I was dead wrong. My Mary Beth and I, over three, three, so I was going to be girl each time. We were dead wrong. <laughs> well, it might, it's probably it going to be a little be, girl. It's probably going to be a girl. <laughs> it might be the healing mechanism with your siblings. That would be nice for you to have a little girl, though, Fred, because you got all those sons. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, this is Patricia. I, I really want to, thinking I might want to just schedule, just stay on, you know, Thursday night. Put on. I don't. I'm not as busy as I used to be. I'm, I'm at home a lot, and I want to stay more connected with you guys because. You um, are encouraging, and I, for some reason, I just, I don't stay connected with you, even though you encourage me, and, but now I, I see that this is a group that I really um, resonate with, and, and that, that, yeah, I want to, I can see that if I listen to whoever you have on the podcast, and then I can chime in, that's part of my, um, my gift is, is to get to know different people, and then I can refer other people to them, or give them give them ideas, or or uh, promote them on my blog. So I'm really thinking Thursday night's going to be my my special time with you guys all. It's a lot of fun, uh, Patricia. This is Steve because uh, we've been doing this for so long, and 
after 14 years, it's just like how popped in tonight. But uh, we have a big following across the country, and, and not only here but worldwide, with uh, with members that uh, you know are calling in, and uh, it's just kind of it's kind of a fun get together reunion thing we've been doing for so long. It's just it's kind of automatic come Thursday night, so uh, it's a lot of fun. But sure, sure, great having you on with us again too. Well, thanks so much, and I really. Yeah, I want to. I, I think it's beautiful because a lot of times when people have been together for so long, then it's hard for people to. It's amazing what you're doing. I really don't know anything else like it that you know people can just join in after a podcast. Anybody can do it, and and um, into the. I mean, after the speaker. So I, uh, I, I really acknowledge you guys for what you're doing, and I want to be a part of it. Well, thank you, and you're welcome any any week. Just come in, listen. Uh, we, we've got people who listen. We don't don't say anything. Sometimes they're very very vocal, but sometimes they don't say anything, and that's fine. But uh, just a little little bit of a heads up. Uh, we also encourage if, if you are a lurker, uh, please uh, at least introduce yourself. We don't mind people being uh, quiet and. Uh, but uh, if you could if you could come out and identify yourself, uh, uh, that helps as a community. Yeah, uh, we feeling behind the scenes with something, something behind the scenes. Uh, nothing nothing mysterious about that. There are a lot of quiet people out there, and that's fine. So we want to encourage you to come forward and just say, "Hi, my name is Joe," or "Hi, my name is Patricia," or whoever. And and then you can, you don't have to identify yourself for another five months or whatever, but we like to identify the names of our callers on the board. Steve and Dee do that behind the scenes. So we have a, a kind of a kind of a sense of who, who's with us each week. So uh, but one last prayer Patricia if you'd like to take the floor and and, and make a statement of a prayer or whatever and then we'll do a wrap. <laughs> All right, I'd love to do that. Well Hello, Father, Holy Jesus, Holy Spirit, just thank you so much for this beautiful time we've had together. I'm just so grateful that things like each time I'm asked to be on the show, this is my third time, that it just gives me motivation and clarity and encouragement and so I thank you for these wonderful people I do pray for Fred and his family that there can be reconciliation Fred will be inspired to those things that can bring people together but also that you would soften hearts that bitterness and resentment and other things can just fall away. I pray for Betty, whatever issues she's she's having, healing, body, mind, and soul, and um, that she can and also be at peace. Pray for this neighborhood that we can kind of like rise from the ashes of. And we started out so strong, and, and it's just kind of like, yeah, 
falling apart in a lot of ways. I just pray we'll be stronger than ever. That mediation will happen. Our soul will be softened. I pray for everybody on this call, each one of them, that you will reveal yourself to them. You can feel your love, healing. They can hear your voice. Everybody perceives you to be. And I just pray for the whole world, Lord. So many people suffering. And I don't even want to get into the list. So I think everybody knows what's happening. But, you know, really what I pray for is that pain that's happening will inspire people to wake up. And then we can have communities that people can join, whether they're in they're a, um, a res- actually a residential community or online communities or neighborhood communities that people can connect with each other, cooperate, get involved in their local governments rather than, and, and, and really make a difference where they are at. And, that, and just pray for this country that we can have a place where that's even better than ever before because of all the things that we have, we're learning. Thank you, God. Thank you, Patricia. Amen. Amen. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. Dee, uh, thank you. And thank you, Steve. Thank you, Betty. Prayers to everyone. It's freezing cold here. I got to get back home. <laughs> got to get my car running again. But uh, it's always a pleasure, guys. Uh, yeah, that next week, uh, we'll see who's who's going to be coming on. It may, it may be Pat Riot again, or or a couple of other people behind the scenes. But uh, in any event, we'll see everyone next Thursday. Yep. As always, same time, same channel. Thanks, Patricia. You've been a godsend and, and, and a blessing for for our, our world and humanity. Keep up the good work and stay in touch. Yep. All right. I sure will. Thanks, Trish. Right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Betty. Thanks, Steve. All right. God bless Goodbye. everyone. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Okay. A-U-N, American Underground Network. So that was interesting, huh? Hello? Hello? There? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.